0: And I woke up at, woke my husband up at six in the morning and I was like, can I have $150? I need to buy this camera, Western Union. He said, Western Union, that is a scam. You're not getting a camera, you're just gonna waste
1: $150. Hey mama, what do you think of when you hear the word success? Fame, status, and fortune? What about rocking your baby to sleep or coaching Little League? Advocating for your special needs child or mastering meal planning? maybe going back to school or starting your own business. The truth is success looks different for us all, and it may change depending on the season of life you're in. After finding myself in a dark place, I decided to set an example for my two boys by intentionally choosing what I wanted for my life and seeking it, even if it was scary. And now I'm so excited to bring you stories of other moms who are living out their version of success. I plan to ask these incredible women not only about their journeys, but how they are making it through the madness and the magic that we all know as motherhood. So, whether your assistant just brought you a hot espresso or you're rocking your baby on a third cup of reheated coffee, settle in and get ready for some goodness. I'm Shannon Carruthers, and this is the Successful Mama Podcast. Well, hello, mama, and welcome to this week's episode of the Successful Mama podcast. I am your host, Shannon Carruthers. I am a habit and success coach for moms, and I help you create an intentional life. Let's try again. I help you create an intentional life you love, even in the chaos of motherhood, using small habits, tiny changes, and things that just are easy to do, but also sustainable in the long run. So that is my goal But in doing so, I wanted to create a podcast where we could come together as moms, we could share stories, and just hear from one another about things that are going on in our lives and how we ended up at the place that we are. And essentially around the fact that success looks more than one way. And we have to decide what that means to us in order to truly be successful. And so today I have a great guest. Um, I'm super excited. So let me, before we get started, let me just tell you. So I guess it would have been around 2020. I remember seeing this, um, these photos pop up and these, you know, someone was, this girl was talking on like a, a local group. And I was like, I think I need to be friends with her. She sounds like me. It sounds like we have similar ideas. I don't even remember what the posts were. Yeah, I, I
0: don't I don't either but I do remember
1: yeah I just remember like I kept saying, like, I don't know who this girl is, but I need to reach out to her. This is going to be really strange for me to just say, hey, I think we're supposed to be friends. But um, that is actually what I did. And uh, I'm so glad. And so I have Tiffany Crenshaw on the podcast today as our guest. Hi, Tiffany. Yeah, I'm so excited. Hi. Yes. Thank you for being here. Um, and so Tiffany and I are going to talk about a lot of good things today. Um, some of the topics that we're probably going to cover are transitioning from you know, a, re- a full-time traditional job I guess into um, working at home and then your own like full-time business what that looks like with kiddos we're going to talk some about homeschooling we're going to talk some about fostering adoption we're going to talk a little bit too about um, having a surprise little one come along into the picture and how that changes things so Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this. I know I'm excited. And so let's just get started, shall we? Okay, sounds great. All right. Well, Miss Tiffany, if you want to start and just tell everyone a little more about who you are, just a short and sweet
0: summary of, um, you know, an intro to yourself. Okay, so I'm Tiffany, and um, I am married to my high school sweetheart. We are that that stereotype. We met when we were 15 and have been together ever since. So we met in um, in high school as freshmen and uh, got married when we were seniors in college. And the rest has just kind of been a trickle down of all the things, lots of adventures. Um, I am a teacher by trade. And so even though I'm not in the classroom anymore, uh, that is still my heart. That is still uh, the way my mind works. Um, I don't think you ever stop being a teacher. <laughs> so um, that's kind of my background. I'm a writer. Um, I went to school for writing. And so that is something that I try to exercise a lot, even in my business when I can, um, I get joy out of writing grocery lists. So, you know, that's just, uh, in my mom life, that's the new, the new writing is like lists and things like that. Um, but my husband is a nurse full time and we have three kiddos. And I run animal photography, and uh, that's, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: awesome. Well, um, let's, let's go and just start with, um, you know, you said you're a teacher by trade. So let's start there with, you know, your, your story as a teacher and then coming into motherhood and what that looked like.
0: Yeah. So I went to school for teaching um, and loved it. And I, my background is in early childhood education, so I'm certified up through third grade and um, teaching teaching children to read and write has always been a huge passion of mine. And um, I felt that the classroom really was a calling for me. Um, It's one of those jobs that you you work 12-hour days sometimes, even though it may seem like school's seven hours. You were there before the sun, sometimes after the sun, during the summer. Um And so any teachers out there, I, you know, I definitely respect and empathize 1000%. <laughs> like, I'll get an
1: email from our kids teachers, you know, Sunday night, or, you know, some random time, it's like, oh, you're an angel, like, I, it's, that's such dedication, and so much to go into that kind of career where you're there at school physically, but to prepare for the time that you're there at school, you have so much to do outside of you know those hours when you're right. technically at work. Yes, so, it is
0: a full-time plus. So hug a teacher. Absolutely. Um, that's a little teacher plug. Uh, so, so yeah, so I, I taught second grade for seven years. And then our first daughter, Eden, came along. So at that time, uh, once I had her, went back into the classroom. But after that year, decided to work part-time teaching. Um, I found a part-time literacy job and I was able to be home with her part-time. And so truly staying at home and then working outside the home about 20 hours a week. So that was kind of uh, the beginning of teaching, of my teaching journey. Well, that sounds awesome. And like that transition must have been an
1: interesting time. I know when I was transitioning, like trying to be home more with my, Um, with my oldest, it was like my heart was
0: at home the entire time when I was at work. Is that what Mm -hmm. you felt
1: during that time frame?
0: Yeah. And so, you know, with teaching, it's one of those jobs when, when you're passionate about it, that it doesn't stop when you go home. And so, you know, there were so many nights that I'd be up working on lesson plans and, and even just your mental load of just thinking about your kiddos and what they're going home to and what what's going on in their life. And so I knew that I couldn't be fully present as a teacher and fully present as a mom. And I really desired that time when she was tiny, just to enjoy that new season of life. So it was a really hard decision. Um, Also at that time, my husband started nursing school. Um, He had just started nursing school. And so You know, it was a big leap to go from working and helping the family in that way to, okay, we're going to make this work on a part-time teaching salary and your husband in school full-time. And so it was definitely an adjustment and we made a lot of sacrifices and I don't know how we made bills some months, but it just, you know, it always seemed to, to work out. So. Is there anything, if you, you know, looking back
1: now from the place you are at, at this point in your life, is there anything that you wish someone would have told you at that stage or that you would tell yourself now, your younger self?
0: Oh, so many things to tell younger selves. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's to be a, a novel of what to tell your younger self. Absolutely. Um, I think just that those those years are going to go by so fast. Um, when you're in the thick of it and it's hard and you don't know, you know, how am I going to grocery shop this week? And the stress of a husband that's in school full time in a in nursing school is very uh, rigorous. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And so I think at the time it kind of seemed never ending, uh, like a season that just wasn't going to get better. And But now looking back, it went by so fast. And we learn so much during those harder times. You know, we learn to be frugal, we learn how to enjoy the things that are simple and free. And, um, you know, and the kids all turn out the same. So I think just <laughs> to slow down and know that it's hard, but it's not going to last very long just to be present.
1: Right, right. I love that answer. And I think I have to remind myself of that. And I'm sure, you know, you do too, but of The seasons with my kids now, although we're not in the thick of it in that way, like when they're having attitude issues or when, you know, we're going through some specific challenge with them where it's like, you know, better than this, like, I've taught you these things and you know, these things, but they're just not, they're not using the things that they the the information that they have and the things they know that are right. And so just reminding myself, like, this is a season We're going to get through it and get past this. And, you know, all of the stuff we're feeding into them and pouring into them is is um, filling their minds. But we may just not see the output of that right now. Is that right? So just reminding myself, like, this is a season. This This is is a season. season." Yes. Yes. I love that. So. okay. so then
0: tell me, let's keep going from there. So then um, so. At that season, so when my daughter was born, my husband was in the the last semester of nursing school, and he did not pass the one class he needed to be able to finish out that semester. Um, and it's interesting because he was in his OB and peds rotation while I was pregnant and had baby girl, and then his finals were like the week after oh, wow. I had her. So that was hard. Um, It was a huge blow because we had plans, you know, we were moving out of that season, we were ready to kind of transition. And so that was a huge um, emotional setback. I ended up going back into the classroom the following year, full time, um, back to teaching. And then after a year, he went back into nursing school. And so, We found out we were pregnant. Uh, Our girls are about three and a half years apart, so about you know two and a half ish years, we found out we were pregnant. And surprise, he was in his OB and Peds round again in the same classes while I was pregnant the second time. (laughs) So that was interesting. There was a little bit of PTSD there, like oh, here we are in the exact same. Position. Wow. And so, you know, just that anxiety around that one class—is he going to pass this? Are we going to? Is this like a never-ending Groundhog's Day of, of our, our life? life? You know. Um, and he did. He did end up uh, passing that semester and finishing nursing school, which was a huge, like, end to a chapter for us. It was a six-year season, um, and so. Uh, it was just a celebration. You know, my second girl was born, he was done. We were ready to kind of see what was next. Um, And so then from there was when I started kind of uh, transitioning out of the classroom and into more of a reading coaching position because there wasn't as much of the take home. I didn't have my own classroom. And so I got to just go in, be with the kids, work with them, go home and be with my girls. And so that was uh, something that was kind of the best of both worlds at the time for me. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: And, you know, in in keeping with what we talk about defining what success looks like for you, I know that there are um, some mom friends that I have. uh, In fact, I remember having this conversation with one who was a teacher at the time, and she was like, there is no way that I could be home with my kids all day, like I need to be at school And then I'll be with them in the evenings and on the weekends and we'll make the most of that. But like, I can't be my best self if I'm at home with them during the day and not in the classroom. Like that's where I need to be. And so I love, you know, your, your spin on it. And then like, we've had other guests, um, Lindsay that was on a few weeks ago. She talked about her story where she was a teacher and then she decided to come and be a full-time stay at home mom. But I think it's really cool. Like you recognized this is what I need. I still want to be here because I, my heart is in it for these kiddos. But also I need to be present at home because this is who I am. And this is, you know, being true to myself. So right. I think that's cool that you were able not only to recognize that, but to find something that fit your needs. Right. So. All right. So then. So moving then, forward.
0: So then um, with the two little girls who are they're precious and um, I wanted just to have cutesy little clothes for them which is you know it's just a funny thing with girls when you I know you're a boy boy mom and uh, (laughs) um, but I found out about this thing called brand wrapping where you can get clothes from small businesses take pictures it's like a good exchange and so I thought you know I'll take some pictures with my cell phone they're pretty cute and you know it kind of started getting a little more, it blossomed from there. I, you know, found myself wanting to explore different settings with them, different angles. And um, people would start asking me, are you Are you taking pictures now? And I was like, no, I'm 100% <laughs> not taking pictures now. Uh, my older sister is a photographer. She's been one for decades. And I had no interest in a camera. I just wanted Clothes, free clothes, right? <laughs> for my girls. And so that went on for probably a year. And I'll never forget one of my coworkers. She said, I just don't know why you keep denying the gift God has given you. And it really stuck with me. And I was unsettled about that. You know, like, am I just squashing something? Um, I didn't have any formal training. I didn't, I never took classes. I just picked up a camera. Um, and funny story about my first camera. so I just have to <laughs> say how this how this first camera business happened. So I knew I needed more than just my cell phone. I was like, I'm gonna have to start up in the the game here, right? And I was on Facebook Marketplace and there was a one hundred and fifty dollar Canon Rebel, and the owner was only doing uh, Western Union. And I woke up at, woke my husband up at six in the morning and I was like, can I have $150? I need to buy this camera, Western Union. He said, Western Union, that is a scam. You're not getting a camera. You're just going to waste $150. I was like, I know, I, I, I just feel this is, it's going to be good. So he was like, okay, sure, we'll we'll do that. And that was the only family money that we invested into my business. Wow. That $150, that Canon Rebel, it started there and then it just grew and the business funded itself and it funded itself. And, um, you know, and so that's just a funny, we laugh about it now that just something so ridiculous and impulsive turned into this really flourishing, beautiful business that i have so i just have to always you know tell that story sometimes you just need to do the crazy thing yes do the crazy thing i love that
1: so much and like (laughs) that you were just like this is it this is the one like western union it doesn't matter we're gonna figure it out (laughs) yep and so so yeah well and let me stop here stop you here and say tiffany is ridiculously talented like her photos are Gorgeous. So, if you need someone to take your pictures, you know, I don't know, you're I'm just gonna give her a little <laughs> plug because she deserves it. Her pictures are
0: beautiful. so okay, thank you. you're oh, so sweet. Yes, continue on, yeah. so you know, I just it didn't settle with me to think that, you know, am I just not pursuing something that God has put into into my lap? um because I didn't have any training. I didn't take classes. I just had an eye um, for, for images. And of course, looking back at those beginning pictures now with my lens, I'm like, wow, that was rough. Um, but even though some of the technical skills were not there, the eye and the vision for what a photo could be has been with me since day one. yeah And so I decided I, I talked with my husband. I said, Hey, I think I can make something of this. I don't, I don't know that it'll make much, but I think I can do something with this what about me going part-time working as a teacher as a reading coach and then trying this part-time and he was all for it he's always wanted me to stay home with our kids when we were first married i'll never forget that first year we were on a walk and he said yeah so when you stay home with the kids and i said what <laughs> i said what'd you say he's like well yeah you know when you stay home with i said i'm not staying home with our children like you can stay home the children i'm not and he said well my mom stayed home with us and i just thought you would want to do that i said oh well i don't (laughs) and we kind of left it there and it's so funny because you know as time passes as you change sometimes you grow and i realized all i wanted to do is be able to stay home with my children and so um and so we tried it and that year I was able to replace what I was making as a teacher, um, part-time doing photography. And I was like, oh, people actually will, people will pay me to do this. And, and so we said, you know what, let's, let's call it. I'm going to leave, you know, leave the classroom permanently. um, And I'm going to homeschool our kiddos and I'm going to be a photographer. That's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do. So that's what we did. Wow. That's such a cool story. And I
1: think it's so important that we recognize that sometimes we just have to bet on ourselves. Like we have to take that step that feels scary. We have to do the thing that seems a little bit irrational of, you know, buying the camera or, you know, doing something, even though we don't have the formal training, but like nobody else is going to believe in you in the way that you can believe in yourself. Right. And, and you have to take those first steps sometimes, even if, Nobody else understands it. Absolutely, and I love that you talked about too the fact that your first pictures were not—you know—they were—they were okay and you know good enough, but like not—they weren't great, right? right? They weren't, and <laughs> they were not great. I'm, I'm choosing my words wisely here. No, you're but right. They I'm, were not, great. you know. But I, I think that that is—that's an important step too because it's so easy to see where other people are and where we could see ourselves being. But we don't want to be bad at stuff first. Right. And you have to take those first steps and be willing to be bad at something before you can practice enough to become good at it. To become, you know, at the level that you see yourself at. Right. And that can be really scary and really hard. It is. And
0: that's something even with my oldest that I'm constantly trying to work on with her Uh, she's very much one that she doesn't want to try it until it's perfected. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, working through that, that, well, yeah, you have to be bad before you can be good. She does. She's like, no, yeah, (laughs) I just want to arrive at being good. Right. Um, I'm like, don't we all want to just arrive (laughs) at being good, but just showing her that it's okay to start off rough and we all have to start somewhere and, you know, be willing to fall, be willing to mess up, be willing for it not to work. Um, I had a cake business before and in in the midst of all of that, it did not work. (laughs) Um, but you know, it was just one, it was one of those things. It's like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to try and okay, it's not working for our family, but I tried and it was a fun ride while it lasted. And there's, there's still things that you learn from, from those, you know, those, those seasons of your life. Yes, definitely. And that you can
1: apply towards other stuff. So I, I think that's great. And you know, you, you mentioned that
0: you're homeschooling kiddos. So are you still doing that now? We are. So we have homeschooled since uh, my oldest was kindergarten. And we did take a break the year after um, the pandemic started. So in 2020, 20- the 2021-22 school year. Okay. Um I did send my oldest to school because I decided I was done homeschooling. <laughs> but that was after a pandemic and and why don't you just tell everybody during that pandemic what happened too? Yes. So we decided as a family in 2019 that we were going to move somewhere. We didn't know where, um, but we wanted to move and be a part of either church planting or to go and just help a small church to grow. We'd always wanted to do that with our best friends. And so now that we all were settled, school was done um, the four adults, we said, okay, let's, let's start. It's time to move. Let's start looking and, We visited Huntsville, and we found a church here. We came, visited. We fell in love. Never thought I'd move to Alabama. Actually said, I will not move. I will not move to Alabama. Um, Got here. We we loved it. And so we spent that year getting ready to move. And March 1st, we moved to Huntsville, which was great until about March 17th. (laughs) (laughs) When we realized that there was a pandemic. Yes. Um, And that was hard for a lot of reasons. Uh, Our girls, especially my oldest, she did not want to move. And we promised her, you're going to make so many friends (laughs) when you get here. And then we're like, you're going to make no friends. Mm -hmm. You're going to stay home and make no friends. And so that was rough. My husband was an ICU nurse. And so when he got here, he immediately was working COVID ICU. And so, you know, we had to set up a clean, a clean room for him to be able to go through when he got home, not have contact with the family. And, um, you know, emotionally, that was a really hard year for him. The hospital was a really hard place to work, especially the ICU. Um, There's a lot of loss. Pretty much it was mostly loss. Um, And so you know, just the family struggled when we got here a lot of um, just kind of a depressing time. I know for most people, uh, but I think having completed a huge move and being isolated, and then having a husband that worked as close to it as you can, yeah, was just really hard.
1: Yeah, I can't even imagine. I mean, I know we all have our stories. And, you know, some are good and some are not so good. Um, That sounds pretty miserable. And like isolating, like you said, of of him going in and bringing that home. And then also trying to figure out like this new place and how do we, you know, how do we move forward? And it, it, I didn't realize you said you moved with your best friends. They moved yes. as well.
0: Yes. So <laughs> they did. Um, they got here in July of that year. So they, they had a few more months that they were trying to f- close up shop in South Carolina. Um, the funny thing, when they came to to move here, they ended up, the they came to look for houses. And the day before they came, a house on our street went on the market. Stop. <laughs> so they lived just about five houses That's down from us. Amazing. It is. And so, you know, we really felt like this is where we were supposed to be. Yeah. Um, we kinda isolated together once they got here and at least our kids had somebody. Right. You know. Right. And so that really got us through. Um, that in our church family, even being isolated People would come. We people would cut our grass, helped us build a fence, would bring us meals. Like really, tried to still make us feel welcome, even though we couldn't physically be close right. together. Yeah. And so, you know, in a hard time, it, it was the best that it could have right. been. Right. Right. That's awesome.
1: I mean, not awesome, but awesome. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I, I just meant that's that's good that you had that support and you were able to still see. You know, the good side of things, even in such a tough season. Right. Again, we're, we're hitting that subject again. A yes, tough season. The tough seasons. Um, yeah. And so, so you're homeschooling kiddos. And then um, after we move forward a little bit and your girls are getting bigger and you guys start talking about adoption, foster. Yes.
0: So we, you know, we get here, we get through kind of the thick of the crazy. And um, my daughter did go to school, uh, public school one. One year, which was great for everybody. She needed that. She needed to have that structure and just to have some space, I think, out of the house after, you know, we were able to kind of emerge again. I needed that space as a mom and a business owner to get my feet grounded here. I felt like trying to restart a business while homeschooling in a new state outside of a pandemic, it was a lot. And so, you know, I told my husband, I was like, I feel like I just need... A solid year to just figure out where I'm going, figure out what I'm doing, kind of realign, recalibrate. So that's what we did. Um, And it was great. It was a great year. And then last year we went back to homeschooling Mm -hmm. and decided, let's start our foster adoption process We've always wanted to adopt. Uh, we spent some time in India before we had kids and we were able to live in an orphanage there. And, oh, um, you know, and that really got our hearts set on. We this is what we need to do. Take care of the orphans. And um, and so we we're like, let's let's start. Let's take classes. And it was going great. And the classes were they're were hard. I encourage anybody that has that on their heart um, to definitely do it. We went through kids to love, which even if you're just looking to volunteer or to, um, to help in a, in a way, it's a beautiful organization that takes care of a lot of children here in Huntsville. And so, you know, we went through that process and the week before we finished our class, I found out I was pregnant. (laughs) Of course I did. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. So, and I remember calling the adoption agency and the lady said, let me get, are you about, you're about to tell me you're pregnant, are you? I said, <laughs> yeah, she said, this happens every time we run these classes How that funny. people just get pregnant. She said, we should call it fertility class there you because go. this is what, this is what happens. And so, you know, we decided to put a little, not, not the breaks, but just slow down Yeah, the pause because we didn't know what this new season of having a, a baby running a business, working full-time homeschooling. We didn't know what that was going to look like. So, um, so yeah, that's so, so on that topic, what does it look like? It looks looks (laughs) like mayhem. Um, but there's a lot of beauty in it. Uh, you know, postpartum has been hard this time. Uh, I don't know if it's partially age. I'm a little older this time around. Um, you know, or if it's just, it's just is, you know, right. Um, but it's definitely caused me to have to slow down. You know, we've had several hospital visits complications, but I feel like in some ways it's been good because it's forced me to truly take this season for what it is. You yeah. know, I put business on hold all summer and just focused on being mom and healing, right. and I think we don't do that enough as women. I think we try to rush to get back to things, get back to even if it's get back to cleaning our house and cooking and doing the home things. Yeah, um, you know, it it forced me to not do those things and just to sometimes sit in a chair and feed the baby all day, and that's that's what success in that moment yes. <laughs> in that season, absolutely. You know, is that I'm I'm taking care of of this baby and that's enough you yes. know um and so yeah it's been it's been a bit crazy but our girls are uh they're great my 10-year-old is like second mom which is awesome you know when you have your kids close together you kind of have two babies right. and you're and that's a whole other uh-huh. crazy yes. you know diapers and all those things like times two that's a lot um but this time around i feel like i've been able to to have some breaks, I've been able to do some things because I have that, that gap. So mm-hmm. don't be discouraged if you have a big gap or a surprise baby. I think there's a lot of, a lot of good. You get to watch your children mature and blossom in a different way. And, Absolutely. um, and Zeke is her, that's her baby. She wants him all the time. And, Aww. you know, so it's, it's been a good watching, watching them grow in that way too. That's awesome. And the way
1: that you get to see them just love on him. I mean, it's the most special thing. I remember my boys being tiny and, and really seeing them bonding and Mm -hmm. starting to recognize like, okay, there's, they are creating this special relationship and it's so beautiful, but them as like best friends at that age, I can see how that would be different, but ultimately just as beautiful in a different way to see them like, the age gap and nurturing and being, you know, second mom, like you said, so special. Um, So now let's keep moving a little bit forward and um, talk about now because you guys are considering. Yeah.
0: So we are still back on the foster adoption train. Um, We are planning to get to January, get through this newborn phase a bit. And then, you know, prayerfully be able to start opening our doors. Um, We want to start with respite. So what that looks like is, you know, could be a weekend, could be a day, could be a few weeks, just children that need a place while they are figuring out what the next step is for them.
1: So and this can sometimes respite isn't that like sometimes, maybe even a foster family needs a break for a day or something like that. Yes. Um, And so that is a very needed and and beautiful thing that you can do
0: and provide and kind of dipping your toes in, right? Right. And so you know, that that was exactly the dipping our toes in, you know, my personality is to go full speed ahead. My husband is much more the one that's like, why don't we think this through and see what it looks like? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's a great idea. You mean like Western Union versus? Right. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, exactly. And so, you know, respite, I think, will be great for us all to be able just to get a taste of what it looks like, especially for our children. It's a big transition to have a child in your home that is also leaving you know there's there's the attachment issues that you have to really work through and how do you not get attached to a child you know um and so just trying to get everyone used to what does this look like to have someone new in our home that's not ours and teaching them we are helping them hopefully get back to their family that's the goal um and so So yeah, so we're we're hoping in January to be able to start to add that to the mix. We're like, what's one more thing? You know, what's one more thing at this point? Let's just we love the mayhem. Let's love the mayhem. Just keep it coming. (laughs) That's great. Um, and so
1: I don't know where I was going to go with that. I had a good intention. I understand. Mm, You know, um, I think that's really cool. And you know, my husband and I, we had talked about foster and foster and adoption at one point. You know, in our journey and. Um, just kind of took a step back because we considering what we needed for our lives, what we, you know, challenges that mm-hmm. come with that. And and that was one of the things we talked about was how that was going to affect our kiddos and how do you, you know, how do you work through that? There's so many different things that come with, um you know, foster care and, and the different situations that they've been raised in and the behavior and, you know, how do you address all those things? So I think that it's really um just such a, a beautiful thing that you and your husband feel so called to do that and are, are moving forward. I think it will be very helpful and bless, you know, a lot of kids that whoever comes through your home. Um, and, and so we don't have a whole lot of time left. I wanted to talk a little bit more about um, your business. If you want to tell everybody where they can find you.
0: Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at animal house photography and Facebook. You can find me at any of those pretty much all of those social media outlets. Yes. And I'll make sure um, if you are driving or
1: whatever, and you want to head over to SuccessfulMamaPodcast.com, I'll make sure to plug those in the show notes so you can go there and um, and find those links. And then I want to ask you the big question of the podcast, which is what does success
0: mean to you? And that is a big question because there's so many different aspects of success, you know? Um, I think when I'm thinking of success, I don't know why I just think about being old and sitting back and just looking at life. And to me in that space, I feel like I want to see my children happy and I want to see them kind, Mm -hmm. Um, which sounds very simple. But I think in the day that we live, there's a lack of kindness, um, you know, we see it all over. And I think just raising humans that love people and want to be kind is what our our mission is, yeah. um, you know, and it's what we work towards every day, just reinforcing that you know, considering others better than yourself and living a life in service to others. Um, with our move, with fostering, even within my business, that is that is what it's about, is being able to give to others. Um, and so if we can raise three humans or four or five, I don't know who else is coming through our house, <laughs> but that grow up to do that, I feel like I'll count it as a good... Yeah. Good life lived. That's a great answer. And I think you're, you know, you're hitting the
1: nail on the head of like, that is our job as moms is to focus on that kindness, because it doesn't matter, you know, they can make a ton of money, and they can, you know, do all of these grand things in the scheme of, you know, what our society defines as successful. But if they're not kind to others, then that's not a very good life. I mean, that's my opinion and yours apparently too. But um, I don't I don't know how you could define it any other way other than just making sure that they're being kind. So I love that answer. Um, so the last thing that we always do on the podcast is we do some rapid fire questions. OK. And I just ask you a few things and just tell me what you know, tell me what comes to mind. Oh, first. Boy. OK. <laughs> so <This is> exciting. <laughs> yes. So number one is what is your coffee order?
0: Mocha. Mocha. Yeah, yes. it's a mocha.
1: Hot or cold? Hot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love
1: it. <laughs> and you said earlier that you don't tend to finish your coffee a lot of the times.
0: I don't. I'm one of those microwave like seven times throughout the day uh-huh. kind of coffee drinkers. <laughs> I get that. So, yep. Especially like that's so
1: fitting for the newborn phase, isn't it? Like you you drink like two drinks, you set it there, and then you forget about it because you got, you know, distracted doing 17 other things. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you put it in the microwave and then you forget that it was even in the microwave. Right, and, and you, then you can- look around the
0: house for it. Like, <laughs> yes. where is my coffee? Yep. I've done
1: that so many times. Okay. Next question. How clean is your house on a scale of one to 10 on average?
0: <laughs> on average, not today. We'll go with like a, we'll go a five. Okay. A 4.5. There you go. <laughs> we'll go <laughs> very 4.5.
1: I love it. All right. Number three is what is a book or show you have recently
0: loved? Ooh. I'm like reading TV. The Well-Watered Woman Mm. is a book. Okay. What is this about? The Well-Watered Woman is a book about just kind of meeting God where you are. Being well-watered. Talks about the woman at the well, but also watering ourselves taking care of ourselves being who we are in the moment and that that's okay that we don't have to have it all together we don't have to come perfect um and so in this season it's been very refreshing which is a play on words i didn't intend but there it is (laughs) (laughs) there it is yeah i think we all
1: can use that reminder like just showing up imperfectly and you know you can be very intentional you can try to do all of these things and have these grand plans and life is just messy and life just happens. And, you know, it's okay for it not to be exact. It's okay that our houses aren't spotless. It's okay that we're, you know, missing some things that we maybe wanted to do at this stage in life. Because we have to show up in other ways, especially for little ones that mm-hmm. tend to need a little bit of extra care. It's a little so, bit of extra. Um, yeah, so that's that's really cool. All right. And the last but not least, what is the most random item you have in your purse?
0: So, that would imply I carry one. Okay. Or diaper bag. <laughs> right. We, yeah. Okay. We'll go with diaper bag. Um, there is a USB-C cord <laughs> in my diaper bag yes. because who doesn't need computer gear in their diaper bag?
1: Absolutely. You never know when you're going to need that, that and
0: glue sticks. Glue sticks. Why kids do we have... Need, I, you know, the kids, they randomly are like, you have a glue stick. Do you have scissors? <laughs> like... It's like I'm Office Depot to them, right. and so sometimes I just throw in office supplies so they can yeah. craft wherever they are. And you know, I love that. Yeah, such a good
1: answer. Well, all right, Miss Tiffany. This has been so fun. I really appreciate you taking your time. And I will say, um, I told Tiffany she should bring the baby because I love babies. So while I am grateful she was able to step away, get a minute to be mom and like breathe, or not be mom and breathe right. and be like a regular <laughs> person, have adult conversation. I'm the tiniest bit bitter that I didn't get to see this cute little baby because he's adorable. We'll have to arrange. We'll have to arrange that little coffee date. Yes, we can do that. Coffee snuggle date. All right. Well, thanks again. And Mamas, thanks for listening. I hope you have a great week. And we will see you next time on the Successful Mama Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Successful Mama Podcast. For more information, head on over to SuccessfulMamaPodcast.com where you can find show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode. Tap that share button and remember to tag at Successful Mama Podcast. And make sure to go leave a review. It really does help. A special thanks to Will Carruthers. Until next time, remember, Mama, success looks more than one way and it's up to you to define it.